You're listening to Awaken and Sin, a podcast about life and mission at Doctor Church in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Doctor Church, we are back with Mama Joan. We're excited to continue our parenting series on our Awaken and Sin podcast. Just want to catch everybody up. Uh, we, we've talked about training up a child. We've we talked about praying with and for our children. And now we get to tackle the exciting topic uh, of family devotions, which uh, can uh, sometimes uh, go chaotic. Yes, it can. It can go chaotic. It can go boring. It can go uh, sleepy. And it can go dreadful. Yes, and it can. Things can happen that we don't expect, like a ding on somebody's computer Absolutely. when we're trying to re- record a podcast, but that's, uh, I think that the, the heart that I've learned from you, I just want to say first and foremost, is of really how we approach everything with our children in a way that really invites them into what's happening and not so much of structure, you know, of, of rigidness. And uh, so I would love just today to sit down with you and just, uh, I know you've shared a lot with me over the years, but to, for other people within our church and uh, hopefully other resources for those outside of church, really just your heart around uh, family devotion, spending time with your children, and in regards to uh, instruction uh, in, in the home uh, around uh, around the Lord. So uh, excited again to hear hear your words of wisdom. Thank you. Um, I do want to remind all of us that in order to parent well, I really believe this, you have to spouse well. So I ask mm-hmm. you to step back and go, how am I, how am I, Loving my spouse. Am I? That's the foundation for all of this is the way you love God and then the way you love your spouse. And is it a biblical way? Is it what you're doing? Then recall to train up a child. And that gets real fun because we all feel very inadequate. And frankly, we are. Mm. And if we're smart, we'll let that draw us to our knees every day and go, God, you put me here and you gave me this child but I don't know what I'm doing. And the thing is that encourages him because he knows that. And what he wants is Dale is for us to come back to him and the children see us backing up to him as our resource as, and as our, the one we devote our time and devotion to, because let's look at what devotion is. We've made it kind of a thing that we do. Mm. In, in other words, we do breakfast. We know what breakfast is. We know where it is. We know what the foods are. And we've kind of made devotion that. And even though that is a part of devotion, we don't need to make it the thing mm. that we just do once a day, like we eat breakfast or brush our teeth. Mm. And, um, you know, I don't think it has to be that way. So we'll get down to some um, practicals. Uh, I found that when mine were little, especially, I wanted them to enjoy that time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I didn't want them to set aside a time. I wanted it the first of the day. But I'll tell you what happened with our kids in just a little bit that made a big difference. So what I did, though, was I would set the tone for our day. And when they were tiny, there were I would find little devotions that were quick and easy, and I use them as springboards. Um, one that I really loved was, um, little visits with Jesus Mm -hmm. and little visits with God. Those are little tiny. They were little easy devotions that get your children primed. But I'm going to tell you, I always had a goal with devotions. 
And if you talk to any child I raise, they know I always have purpose in what I do. And my goal with devotions was I wanted to have devotions with the children and I wanted it to be pleasant and fun and on their level, but I didn't want bubble gum. And what I mean by that is I didn't just want basic, cute little fairy tale type stories. I wanted them to know that they were real, that, that the Bible is real. But my goal was to do devotions for them. Then as they get a little older, I do devotions with them. What do I mean? They would be more interactive. But my goal was always that by the time they hit about 12, 13, um, even it could be younger, that they were having their own time with God every day, hmm. their own personal time. And they could kind of choose, but that was my goal. It's kind of like, and I think I mentioned this before, if I have a friend I want you to meet and you don't know that person, then I want to bring you in while I'm with that person. Mm -hmm. And then the three of us get to know each other and you get comfortable. And the goal is eventually for you to have a relationship with that person apart from me. Mm -hmm. That's our goal as parents in leading them into a relationship with Christ is that way. And the devotions help us with that. Mm -hmm. So little ones do that little devotion time, have it with them. When they get older, you go up with increments. There are different books that I can't mention. I can go ahead and do it a different. There are lots of stuff out there. Louis Giglio has uh, Indescribable and How Great Is Our God. And those are for older, more elementary age kids. Mm -hmm. And it could be even older than that. And uh, the same thing with the Jesus, little visits with Jesus, little visits with God. They come in different, air, different uh, levels, if you want to say. And Jesus Calling. Uh, those are good. But there, it doesn't matter. Now, what I do caution away from, and I know people love this, is to sit down with your children and read the Bible to them. I just want to be blunt, blunt here. I don't have a problem with that. Uh -huh. But if you're boring them out of their skulls, then they're, and they don't get it, and you're preaching to them, and it's not their level, you're teaching them inadvertently that God is not fun, mm -hmm. and it is something we tolerate. And that's the last thing we want to do. Yes. It's the last thing we want to do. So make sure. And there's so many things on the Internet. Just look at it first before you show it to your kids. There are lots of things out there that you can find. But you've got to sift through yourself and be happy with what they're saying. So um, but have things that are interactive, have things that are fun for them, have things that you can do. So we start off when they're little, you do it with them. If you haven't done with them before, I don't care how old they are, have devotion with them. You demonstrate with them how to do it. Have something that's on their level, not too wordy, something you can show a video and talk about it. Yeah. And be versatile. So in my mind, I'm just, I think when I picture, when you're, you're sharing this with me, I, I picture your home as like a little docs of kids all, all forever, you know, like, you know, like how y'all do the, the interaction and the yes. music and the worship. It's, it's very involved. Um, so it just makes me smile. I, I don't, I could be wrong. It could have been, you it, know, you're it, talking about exactly. different. I mean, breakfast could have been different, but I'm assuming, you know, you got people dressing up as squirrels and different things like that. And interactions <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. You don't have to go that far, but do what's good for you and do what works for you. Have the kids act the stories out. All right, let's say you do want to read a story from the Bible. Mm -hmm. Let's say you do. Read it ahead of time. Tell them the story. Tell it. If you are a good storyteller, go, go again on videos. Find you one that tells the story well. Let them see the story, and then you guys talk about it. Mm -hmm. And talk about more than just the 
the um, what happened. Talk about God in that story and how you see Jesus in that story. Let them see through your eyes and you'll see them go, oh, really? Let them act these, these things out. Now, I will say this. One of the best things I did as far as the Bible and kids is I made sure that when I talk about the Bible and characters in the Bible, that they don't see them as, as fictitious characters. Okay. Otherwise, they see David as this cute, amazing, wonderful person. And this is this cute little story. And we don't talk about the fact that oh, this will be good. Anytime you go through, they don't, we don't talk about that David was a real person. Mm -hmm. He really did have the thoughts come through his mind. Buddy, you're a dead duck today. Mm -hmm. Those thoughts came. His brothers were helping because they were telling him how dead he was going to be. Yeah. And we don't uh, a lot of times help the children and even ourselves go, wait a minute. You mean he was feeling what I would have felt? This changes everything for children. It changes across the board if you take every character and make them a real person. So maybe we didn't dress up like squirrels all the time, <laughs> but my goal was to make it where they enjoyed that time. And if I couldn't tell the story and if I couldn't come in and, and give a concept, I'm going to find somebody who did. But the first thing I did was find devotions that are on their level. The other thing is them seeing me. Mm -hmm them seeing me pull on the Bible, them seeing me go through different situations and taking time and going, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I got to go. I got to go get my Bible and see what God says in this area. Them seeing me made a big difference. Now, I, this is where I'll tell you the story with them and their devotions. So this is the way I did devotions. I did simple going up and then I did it in increments. So my goal was for them to have their own devotion on their level. And I did sift through even way back then I sifted through and found devotions that were appropriate for them at their level. And so we would get up and we homeschooled our kids. We'd get up and by the time they were older, their goal was to have already gotten up and done their chores and then done their devotion. We would sit down for our day and within five minutes, I could look at one of my children by the way they were acting. Uh -huh. I could look at one of them and go, did you do your devotions this morning? And 99 times out of 100, you'd see them go, I'll be right back. And what did that do for them? It didn't shame them, but it did show them. This makes a difference in my life. Mm. It makes such a difference that mom can see it in me in five minutes. Mm. And they couldn't deny it. So I thank God for those times. I can remember looking back thinking, God, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool of you because none, none of it was condemnation, but it was. This sets the trajectory for my day. Mm. Yeah, I love, I love to see the, the intentionality of it, even at a young age, mm -hmm. at, at an age where they're starting to form their own patterns of life that we, we, we can see uh, spending time with the Lord, the importance of that and the effects that it has on our day as we, we roll out. A, a, a question I have in, in regards to the, your children, did did you see different things working differently in there? You know, was one more like, okay, this is what, so far as you assessing the needs for your children, different ages, I understand that, but even as they got the same age, were there different 
I guess devotions or what you got to focus on, what might have worked well for one child that didn't work for another one. Um, I, I assume that it would be the case, but do you know have anything that stands out? Well, you're right because I had a child. My first one was very word oriented. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he wanted to read everything he wanted to read. And that was fine. That was great. That was the best approach for him. Whereas my other two, they needed a little more, um, something that was a little more interactive with them, even if it's the way it was written. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my middle child, if she had something that was more, from a feminine point of view, kind of, <clears throat> that helped her more or even had extra stories in it that appealed to her. So I would watch and I would let them, I would let them, I would put different things in front of them and I'd go, is this working for you? Mm. And if it's not, then I would try something else. Mm. So a lot of times it's trial and error, Yeah. but finding what works for them and helps. And again, the intentionality of is that I want to, I want you to know that when you put Jesus first, that's going to make a difference. Mm. So even a little child can realize, wait a minute, we are. Because they would have their individual devotion, but then we also had devotion as a family. Okay. We did that. And I would choose what that would be. And sometimes that would be a devotional book. Sometimes it would be talking about a story, something in the Bible or scripture, or sometimes it would be, uh, you know, something that we're going through in life and go, what does the Bible say? about this. Where are we in the Bible? What can we apply to this? Um, Which I will say, those are some of your best devotional moments Mm -hmm. is when they've had a hard time at school, when they've been, something's happened to them, or they've got a friend and they've been called out. Uh, They've got somebody that's sick. Those are some of your best devotional moments where you go, you pull up in yourself and go, you know what, one time Jesus ran into this, or this is the way Jesus addressed this, or this is the way this character did this. And this is what where we see God's heart here. Mm. Well, why don't we pray? You know, and so they see those devotional moments. Again, we talked about little moments. Mm-hmm. Those little moments are bigger than we have any idea. That's when they decide. That's when the children watch you and go, you know, this is more than just mom gets up, does her devotion, checks it off the list. Right. And that's the end of that. So I checked it off because, again, we don't want to raise people, children in thinking that this is a work I have to do. And once I've done that work, then I can have the dessert. Mm. You know, we don't want it to be work. We want it to be lifestyle. So devotion is more than that. Mm. Praise God. Well, thank yeah. you for sharing that. Um, I, I know we, we talked about a few resources, but I think the, the key point, and you would agree, is really there is so much out there. It's really seeking. I, I love what you said about asking and getting feedback from your, your children about what's working, what's not. And it's we don't want to, when we talk about prayer the same way, we're not trying to force our children into a certain way. We're trying to lovingly shepherd their hearts towards the Lord. And if that's a different resource for a different child and spending time, um, I think that's key and, and making it enjoyable and for them and for you, you know, as you're leading it. And uh, so, and helping them to realize that, yeah, this is good and this is a resource. But one thing I do have to say is that, you know, it, it's not about you doing a devotion. And, oh, my gosh, I didn't do my devotion today. Like you're we don't want to lead them into a place that they they see their worth mm-hmm. as what they do or they don't do. Mm-hmm. We, we don't 
We don't want them to see that. We want to know, okay, this is, this just sets my day up right. It yeah. just sets my day up right. Just like getting up, taking a shower sets my day up right. This sets my day up right. And I want to go spend time with my best friend. Mm. And the way you talk about it, when they're little, they understand that. And that's a biggie too. It's like, let's go talk to my best friend right now. Mm-hmm. And you take in hands with them. Let's pray for your friend. You know, I loved whenever my little grandson was just born again. He's like, um, his mom said, do you want me to pray with you? And he said, no, I pray, mommy. I pray. <laughs> and we want that. Yes. So we want that with devotions. We want it to be exciting. We want it to be a place they want to go. Yeah. Well, Dr. Church, we do want to continue to support and equip uh, you guys uh, as you seek out family devotions. Uh, I know Joan would love to have feedback from mm-hmm. you as you go down this. I will say it's it's been a lot of, as you talked about, trial and error. Mm-hmm. That has been true for the Miller family. Uh, different times, different times of the day, getting different books. Even had some of the books you uh, referenced and got through a little bit of it and not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, it's, it's an area of growth. And it can be, you know, families can, and as a, as a parent, you can have conviction over that mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, in an unhealthy way. And mm-hmm. But we do want to see as a, as a, a growth for all our people as they care and train up their children. And we would just echo once again, as a church, uh, we would love to continue to, to support and equip uh, all our families to be able to do this and have moments of joy with their children in the Lord. And that's going to look a little bit different for everybody, but hopefully together we can all do that in our homes throughout the week. Uh, one thing I would, you, you, you remind me of one thing on this. Um, don't get stuck in a box. Don't think devotion has to look like you've always thought devotion has to look. No. Sometimes sit down with them and go, do you have any Bible questions? Do you have any questions about God? That will open up a devotion time and it'll show them when you get done, when you get done with that, talking about it, then you go, that was a great devotion. Your kids will be like, that was devotion because they're thinking it has to be written down. Mm. So sometimes get, get out of the box, yeah. do things different. Make devotion looks different, look different. It's always pointed to Jesus. That's the main thing. That's what devotion is about. Good, Good deal. Good Thank word. You. Thank right. you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Joan, for sharing your wisdom with us today. I uh, hope to see you guys on Sunday.